Look what he said in Matthew 5, 14, 16. You are the light of the world. He's talking about you. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and be glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's what Jesus told us, that as we go about our daily lives, we let our light shine, that unconditional love we talk about. And it's amazing how we can do something so simple that it can make a difference in somebody's life. You know, these flowers here, I tell a story. It's a true story. One time there was a pastor, and every Sunday morning, someone gave the pastor a little bouquet, a flower to wear, which he appreciated. Well, he had wore it for so long, it became routine for him. One day after he'd preached, he was standing at the door telling everybody bye, and this little boy walked up to him, about a 10-year-old boy, and said, Pastor, if you don't need that little flower, could I have it? And the pastor said, well, sure, son. And the pastor says, son, why do you want it? You see, the pastor had never heard this boy's story. He said, well, well, sir, about two years ago, my mom and dad got a divorce. And I lived with my mom. And she met another man and got married, and he wouldn't, didn't want me. So she sent me to live with my dad. And I lived with him for about six months, and he says, I can't take care of you. You're going to have to go live with your grandmother. And the boy went to his grandmother's, and he said, that's why I want that little bouquet. My grandmother is so good to me. She loves me. She talks to me about God. She feeds me good, and I just want to show her how much I love her by giving her a flower. And the pastor, with tears in his eyes, says, son, she needs so much more than that. He said, there's a bouquet of flowers like this one up in front. Go get it and take it and give it to your grandmother. And the pastor was already crying because of the story. And the boy said, oh, pastor, thank you so much. All I asked for was a little flower. And I got a whole bouquet of flowers. This is the most wonderful day of my life. Now think about that. A few flowers. The pastor gave that little boy a few flowers. And he said, it's the most wonderful day of my life. What about you and me? Have you ever done some simple thing for someone that really made a big difference in their lives? Said a kind word. Gave them a hug, whatever it is. Think about that. We, we never know. Have you ever had someone do something simple to you that made a big difference in your life? And that's what I want to talk about. It doesn't take big things. Sometimes it takes just giving a flower that can change somebody's life. And that's what God wants to, to use us for. We're, to, we're here to make a difference in the world. You know, we all want to say, God, let your kingdom come. We want it to come, and we do. But we're the ones that's going to bring God's kingdom. One at a time. One at a time. So, you know, we think, why do we need to make a difference? Because the world needs it. What if there was no good Samaritans in the, in the world? 
Remember the story in the Bible when, when this man was beaten and robbed and left on the side of the road? The good Samaritan found him, cleaned him up, took him to an inn. What if that hadn't happened? What about all the Mother Teresas in the world? Helping the dying, the sick, the afflicted, the homeless children. What about those? We need them, don't we? What if there was no kind, compassionate people in the world? Would the world be the same? No, it wouldn't be the same. The world needs us to show God's love. Every believer, every person to show the love of God and reach out everywhere we go. Now, what's another reason? We need to make a difference because if we want to have our hearts truly fulfilled, we need to do that. Our hearts are made to receive more than we, than just to be a good person. We need to help people. Remember the story I told you about the Good Samaritan? How do you, it doesn't tell, Jesus didn't, well, let me read the scripture. Luke 10, 30, 37. Jesus replied, a man was coming down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was coming down that road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. That was a priest. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Now, when Jesus told that scripture, he didn't say how the good Samaritan felt when he left that inn. Can you imagine when he left that inn after he had saved his life and told the innkeeper to take care of him? The excitement had to be in his heart. That's what we need. We need to feel that excitement because we did a good thing. Remember Paul when there was a church that was famine-stricken, without all hope in Jerusalem? And the Bible says Paul gathered money and took it to them. Now what do you think Paul, when he gave that money to that church, seeing the smiles on people's faces? Paul was satisfied, wasn't it? Our heart needs that. We need to be the type of person that goes and helps people because our heart needs it. When we give, we receive something more. Years ago, we were in another country. We were in the Czech Republic. And one day, the pastor uh, called me and said, I was going to be there a week, and my wife was with me, that he wanted us to go pray for this man in an apartment that hadn't been to church in a while. He wasn't sick, but he was just having a lot of problems. So we went to the young man's house, spent time with him, spent an hour with him, talking to him, and prayed with him. And he felt good. And he says, what y'all did for me, my next-door neighbors need that. It's a lonely couple that live next door. They don't know... They don't know anything about our church, but they're lonely. They have no friends. They have nobody. They used to go to church, but some, something happened, and they quit going. They need 
for you guys to encourage him. Would you all go? And we said, sure. So he took us over there and knocked on the door, and they were surprised when we were there. And he said, these are friends of ours. They just want to come and talk to you. And they invited us in. Well, the man that, that took us over there, he left and left us there. And we began to share with them, and they said, said, it's been a long struggle for us. We just don't have any friends. We have nobody but our family. And she says, I've got a bad hip. I can't walk. My husband's got bad diabetes. And, and we have nobody that comes. Our church quit visiting us. They just left us alone. So we just give up on everything. And we spent 45 minutes to an hour talking about how much God loves them. Loves them. And how we would keep coming back. Well, the pastor would come back because we were leaving in a few days. And then I said, can we say a prayer for your hip? And she said, well, yeah. And she was sitting next to me, and we prayed. And didn't hear till anything happened. Then we prayed for her husband. Then she got up for us to leave, and she started crying. Most of the pain had left for the first time in many years. And she was hugging her necks, and she says, man, I can't believe you'd come to see two perfect strangers. And, and the pastor says, just call me. We'll come back. Well, the next day, she called. We went back. All the pain was gone from her. There was a 16-year-old girl there. Her granddaughter had a big tumor on the side of her head. And we talked to the little girl and prayed for her, and the tumor shrunk. Not all the way, but it went down. And this family looked at us and said, why would you guys come to Perfect Strangers and spend this much time with us? And we talked about the love of God. And they said, we'll be at your church Sunday morning. Folks, that's what happens when we show the love of God. Two perfect strangers we didn't know. We, we showed the love of God. We went to them twice and spent an hour, about an hour both times. And they knew that they appreciated what we did. That's the way we can change people. We don't have to pray for sickness. It's not all about that. That just happened to happen that time. But we can just show love, and it can change people's lives. lives. Okay, the, there's no better exercise for strengthening your heart than reaching down and lifting somebody else up. You know, when those people told, when we left that room with those couple, after they said they'd be at church Sunday, you, you know how all of our hearts felt? There was an excitement and glowing about what God had just done. Folks, if we want to be happy in life, we have to help other people. That's what brings true happiness, is when we reach out in love, prayer, whatever it is, and make a difference in someone's life. And it doesn't have to be a hard thing. Well, what's the third thing we need to, do, need to do? God told us what Jesus tell us to do, go. And God expects us to make a difference in the world. In, in Matthew 28, 18, 20, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the earth. 
He told us to go and make a difference in the world. You know what he, he was telling the disciples at that time? But what was he telling you and me? To go to our homes. Go to our family. Go to our friends. Go to work. Go to the service station. Go to the grocery store. Make a difference everywhere you go. And folks, it can be something simple. Something simple. A few days ago, I was at a mobile station down. I go in there all the time, and I, I go get something to drink, but I also go to minister. And this woman had a tear in her eye, and I said, I said, as I, the cashier, and I said, what's the matter? And she says, well, my son has got some problems. And I said, can I say a prayer? And I said a simple prayer. And see the difference on her face. She appreciated that someone she didn't hardly know would do something like that. Folks, it's simple how we can make a difference. And there's many other ways. What did Jesus? Jesus didn't tell us in that scripture to go and have a good time, did he? To go and make money, to go and serve ourselves. No, he told us to go and make a difference and turn the world upside down for him. Folks, that's what he's telling us to do. We don't have to go preach the gospel or something. Just go say a kind word. That's all we have to do. Love on somebody. Give somebody something. that they, And that's what God created us to do. Let me ask you something. Most of the people that God used in the in the Bible, were they great people of God? Were they known? No, most of them weren't. They were everyday people like you and me. Some of them had faults. Some of them resisted when God told them to do it. Some of them went the other way. Remember Moses, when he encountered God at the burning bush. Remember, and God told him, I'm going to lead your people out of Egypt. Well, you know, Moses is probably excited. Then what did God say? I'm going to use you to lead them out. Whew. He started making excuses, didn't he? I can't do it. I can't talk. See, he, but yet God used him to change the world. What about Paul? You know, the Bible, Paul probably touched more people in the New Testament than anybody else but maybe Jesus. But it says he wasn't a great speaker. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 2, 2 through 4. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Even though he wasn't a great speaker, what did Paul do? He wrote a big part of the, the Scripture chapters in the Bible and it made a big difference all we have to do is say yes use me God what about David remember when Samuel sent I mean when God sent Samuel to David's house to, to anoint the next king of Israel remember all of David's brothers were in the room and he was they thought they was going to anoint one of them his father didn't even think enough of David. David stayed out tending this sheep. But he became the next king. Remember the story of Rahab? God used her. She was a prostitute. 
What about Mary? A simple peasant girl that pleased God and became the mother of the Messiah. Folks, ordinary men and women, just like you and me. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not. God has often chosen unlikely people to change the world. And some of them resisted. Remember when he told Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach against their wickedness? What did Jonah do? Went the opposite direction. Where did he wind up? In the belly of a whale. Belly of a big fish. But God saved him and still used him. What about David? Great warrior. Won many battles for God. King. What mistake did he make? He met Bathsheba. Had an affair. Sent her husband and he died. Yet God forgave him. And used him in a mighty way. Peter, one of the great apostles. Remember, when Jesus was taken, what did Peter do? Denied Jesus three times. Can you imagine Peter, after he'd done it the third time, man, I have messed up. God will never use me. He's the one that preached the first message when they come out of the upper room that thousands were saved. Folks, no matter who we are, what faults we have, I tell you, you know, years ago when, when, when I'd seen a miracle and, and God told me he wanted to use me for healing, I thought he was nuts. I'd seen one miracle. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pray for sick people. I was there when it happened, but I had nothing to do with it except standing, and I wrestled with that. But I said yes, finally. And it was hard for me. And that's all you have to do is say yes. And, and I've seen hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miracles and salvations because of it. What if I'd have said no? Folks, every one of you have something special that people need. We need to learn to use it. You know, many of us, like I was telling God when he told me he wanted to use me for that, I said, I'm not capable. Many of us think that, don't we? We think, who am I? What can I do? The truth is, God put every one of us, we're different. He created every one of us. And he wants to use each one of us to touch people in different ways, different, unique ways. We can, each one of us can touch people the way the rest of us can't. There's only one you. You're the only one in the world. You're the only one with your talents, your gifts, your language. God wants to use you. You can touch people I can't. You can touch people that all of us can touch different people. Remember when I preached a few weeks ago and, and I said, what if one of us, each one of us, would teach, would reach one person in a year for God? Only one in a whole year and disciple them. In 10 years, we could reach over 50,000 people if everybody would do that. Think about it. If one of us starts, if each one of us in this room can reach one person in some way and then love on them, we can make a big difference. 
So, how can we make a difference? It not, may, doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, like giving flowers to that little boy. Maybe we can't feed a hundred people, but can we feed one person? We can feed one. It's one at a time. Every one of you have what it takes right now to make a difference in people's lives. But we have to do it. We don't, you know, we, we just wait. Well, someone else can do it. Someone else can do it. But what about this friend of yours that nobody else can touch? If you want to reach, make a difference, you have to start. You know, for a long time, in fact, after God told me he was going to use me for healing, I said yes. I studied and studied and studied. I was going to wait till I had all this great anointing. And then God says, you've got to go out and do something. That's the same way. You know, when you leave this room and go out into the world, you can make a little difference today in somebody's life. And no matter how big or how little it is, it's never too little. You know, we can't touch, I wish we could all touch a thousand people, I hope we do, but we can all touch one. And that can make a difference in that one's life. What if we teach, touch one person and they become the next Billy Graham? What have you accomplished? Millions of people come to Jesus. But we have to do that one. There's a story, many of you might have read this story, I've heard it before. There was a, a man and his wife took his kids to the beach, to the beach and and the first night there, they were in their room on the beach. And man, it was storming. The rains, the winds, the waves were high. And it was a long, hard night. And in the morning, it had calmed down. And the wife and kids, because they'd been up all night, they were, they were still asleep. So he went out and walked the beach. When he got down on the beach, as far as you could see, the tide had brought in starfish. There was hundreds, thousands of them all over the beaches. And he, they were going to die. Well, they looked in a distance and saw there was some small person doing something. So the man walked down there and there's a little 10-year-old boy. And he was picking up a starfish and throwing it in the water. And the man said, son, there's too many for you. The little boy didn't say anything. Reached down and picked another one up and threw it in the water. I saved that one. Then the man started picking up starfish. You know, that boy couldn't save them, all of them, but he could save some. That's the same way with you. You can make a difference in someone's life, but we have to start doing it. You know, one of the, and then we've, we need to spread the greatest. What do you think are the greatest two gifts we can spread? Love, happiness, and joy. We can spread that everywhere we go. You walk in somewhere and you see someone like that woman was crying. When I left, she was smiling. And we, can do, we need to spread God's love and happiness and joy everywhere we go. Always speak life. Speak life into people. Don't speak negative. When things are bad, you give them encouragement. And we'll make a difference. Now, one thing that I've learned, I'm still learning it, we need to listen to people. When you go into a place and meet a stranger and they start talking, let them talk. 
you know, it's hard not to interrupt them when you don't agree with them. But I'm still learning how to do that. But when we stand there and listen, they appreciate it. Because people want to tell their whole story, even if we don't agree with it. And as we listen to their story, we'll know what to say back to them. And now, I told everybody I was preaching on, on whining this morning. But the next thing is, we need to quit whining and complaining. Let me tell you, when we whine and complain like what's happening in our country and the world today, does it make a difference? No. What good does it do to whine? We're not going to change anything by whining. All it does is make us tired and maybe make some of us angry when we whine and complain. But instead of whining and complaining, why don't we go out and share love and happiness? Even with someone you don't agree with, they might change that way. And then the, the last one is learn to tell your story, what God did in your life with love. Folks, that is very important when you're out in the world to be able to share what God's done in your life, how he's changed your life in a simple way. I do this all the time. I tell my story all the time and people listen. But it needs to be in a kind, loving way. Not religious, but in just a way that God changed your life. And sometimes you tell the story in different ways, the same story. But you share it in different ways according to the circumstance. But it's always the same story, the true story. Folks, if you learn to talk like that, it's, don't preach the gospel. I used to do that. And it, you know, if you don't repent, you're going to go to hell. Well, that works some people. But when you love them, share the gospel, what God's done in your life and how he wants to change their life. It touches people and they listen. And then pray. Pray for people when you go like I prayed for the woman. I pray for people every day. I'll pray three or four times to strangers someplace outside the church. A simple prayer. No matter what it is, this one was her, bo her boy. I don't even know what was wrong with her boy, but he was having troubles. I just said a simple prayer. She appreciated it. People appreciate when you say, I'll pray for you. A simple prayer. God, touch them. If it's healing, just say, God, touch them with your healing. That's all you have to do. And even if nothing happens, something did happen because they're usually small. Folks, that's the way we can share the love of God. By doing simple things like that. No matter how small or insignificant it seems, we can do a difference if we help someone. Giving a flower to a little boy. Smiling with someone. Smiling when someone is crying. Say a simple prayer. And they have a smile on their face. And then go back like that woman. I went back again yesterday and she wasn't there. I was hoping where I can talk to her some more. Over and over again where I can begin to share and Tell, tell my story eventually, and it make a difference. And that's the same thing we can do. You've got friends at work. When you're sitting around a table talking, listen, and there's something, maybe you can bring something up as you listen to what they've got, their problems. Can I say a prayer for you? Whatever it is. But we have to go out and do something. I want to close with a, 
a story. A, uh, I was transferred to, to a Sears store, a store manager. I was a store manager for Sears for years. And, and when we moved to another town, we'd start going to church the next Sunday. We'd visit different churches till we find the church that, was, was, that we liked. And uh, so I, I went to church one Sunday and then went to another one. Well, I was, one of my department managers, his name was Bill. Bill, he said, where'd you go to church? And I said, I went to this church. He got excited. That's my church. That's where I go. So I said, well, we're going back next Sunday. Well, him and his family come next Sunday. Well, then I found out he didn't go to church but once every six months. But he went because I was going to be there. And he started going just because I went. His family, they were partiers. Him and his wife, they went out party and drank a lot and had problems. Their son was a problem. He's about 12 or 13 years old. He was a problem. They had a tough life. But he was a good manager in his department. But one day, we had an evangelist who was going to have a luncheon, luncheon for, uh, and he was going to talk during lunch. And I was going. So I said, Bill, you want to go with me? Well, you could tell he didn't want to go. But he didn't want to disappoint me. So he said, I guess so. Well, he went. He talked on the love of God about how we can make a difference in people's lives, how much God loves you, what we've been preaching on, what this... And all the way back to work, Wayne asked me questions. Is what he said true? Is that real? He says, Mr. Boyd, I don't know anything about God. I've been just going to church because I wanted to please you. Will you help me? So we met at least three times a week on our lunch hour in my office, and I shared about the love of God. Over time, Wayne started changing. I mean, people at work said, what's happened? I mean, Bill. Is, is, Bill's not his real name. Anyway, people started saying, man, there's something different about Bill. What's happening? Well, he, his wife didn't agree with the way he was changing. But over time... They changed. It totally changed his family and everybody that worked for him. When I left, I got transferred to another store, and the store had a, a going-away party. Two people come up to me and said, God brought you here for Bill. If nothing else, to change his life. And it didn't just change his life. It helped change that store because he was such a different person. Loving, kind, totally changed. And he started making a difference. Folks, that's what we should be doing. What if every one of us did that every day? Just think, this small group of people here, what we, the difference we can make in this town. But we have to say yes. I will do it, Lord. It's simple ways, loving, kind ways. When... when can, let me ask you a question. Can one person make a difference? right. Jesus made a difference, didn't he? Remember when God knew there was problems on earth, he needed to do something? He didn't send an army. He didn't send a team. He sent one man, Jesus. And Jesus walked the earth in love and power, changed 12 disciples' lives, and they turned the world upside down. That's what you and I should be doing, folks. We can do it no matter who we are. You have something to give, but 
You have to be willing to do it. Just make a commitment in your heart. I, I bet you every one of you in this room knows somebody that needs to, their life to be touched by God. You need to put that person on your mind, start praying for them, and then start in some simple way sharing with them. Don't push them away. Share a simple story about how God can change their life, how he, want, how he changed my life, and you can make a difference. Folks, and then bring people in. Everybody we touch is not going to come to church, but their life's been changed. They, they were touched for God. You know, some of these people that I, I, I meet, they, they're going to other churches, but their life was changed, so I did something. You can do the same thing. If they're not in church, over time, don't push them. Love on them. Love on them, and then bring them to come. Are you willing to do that? Really, are you really willing to make that? I mean, it's not just say, I'm going to do it, and nothing happens, folks. Make an effort. Start now. Start praying, God, who can I touch? Who can I touch? Hey, you walk into Walmart, you can see somebody in a simple way. And you can go and talk to cashiers. If you've got a store you go to all the time, I do that all. I go, I go to two different ones to... And I've got a third one I'm going to start going to. That we can just get to know the cashier. And then ask them, how are you doing? Things like that. And then they start asking about you. And then you get to tell your story. It takes time. But it can make a big difference. Amen? So you guys ready to go change the world? Amen. Well, stand up. <laughs> Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Father, I ask you now to touch the hearts of everyone in this room, no matter how old, how young. Kids can make a big difference in the world. Use these small children, God, to touch their friends. And Father, just impress in their hearts how they're going to make a difference in the world, not just a year from now, but starting today. And don't let it put a hunger in their hearts pour your unconditional love everywhere they go. And Father, if, if they need help in this, they can come to one of us and we'll be glad to help you. Lord God, use us to shake this world upside down. Father, where, where Tim prayed, we want the presence of God to manifest in a mighty way. Let it manifest in us and take it out and go change the world. Father, we give you the praise and glory. We thank you for what's going to happen. Don't let them forget what's, what they're going to do. They're going to make a difference in the world. And it's going to have an excitement in their hearts they won't be able to contain. And you shouldn't contain it. Tell everybody about it. Because that a testimony is hell. Father, we thank you and we give you praise and glory. Guys, if anybody needs prayer for anything, there will be some people up here. and We'll be glad to pray for you. But I won't go out and change the world. Amen? God bless.